0: Today, I want to talk to you from this thought, not now, not now. One of my greatest weaknesses is I have a struggle with patience. I find myself being impatient and not being a patient person. And those who know me well know this about me. Not only am I impatient, but I'm competitive. I'm competitive. And a lot of times in life, things for me are a race. Like when I drive my car, I'm in a race. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody like, come on. I'm in a race even if I'm not in a rush. I don't know why. I get in my car, and I'm like, I'm trying to beat you. I mean, get out of my way. I, I got things, I got places to go. You know what I'm saying? I, I could be driving down a four-lane road, and here's two, 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 only two lanes are mine. Our, our, our cars are going one direction in these two lanes, and, and, and I, I could be getting ready to pull up to a stoplight, and there are four cars ahead of me, but yet there's only one car in the other lane, and so, you know, I'm going I'm to race and try to beat this other car and get in front of them because I want to be first at the stoplight. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't want to be second. I want to be first. I'm racing you. Come on. Anybody know? i, I, I pull up at the bank. And I have to survey the land before I pick out which bank line I'm going to get in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I pull up. I'm surveying because I'm in a race. I'm impatient. I'm trying to get out of this bank line. And I will actually stay about 10 feet back and survey the land. I'm going to hog all the lanes up till I figure out which one I think is going to be the quickest. You know know what I'm saying? I I go to the grocery store, and I'm one of those people. I'm going to go, and I'm I'm just not going to aisle two. Oh, no, baby. I'm looking through all the aisles to see which one's the quickest checkout line. I don't care if that line says 20 items only. I got 30. I got to get out of here. Anybody know what I'm saying, huh? Pray for your pastor. I got problems. I got problems. I got a problem. Come on, I'm one of those people. I'm in the line. And if I think that line's quicker, I will send one of my kids over there. Go stand in there. But, Daddy, I'm five. I don't care if you're five. Go in that line. I got to get out this door. I'm impatient. I'm, in, I'm impatient. And most of us dislike delays. We, we want God to do something about our situation right now. God, do something about my kids now, something about my marriage now, do something about my career now, do something about my money now, do something about my dating relationship now, do something about my health now, God, do something about my dreams right now. But sometimes God says, not now. And today we're going to look at a story in the Bible in John chapter 11 where God says to a family, he says to a man, not now. And the man actually dies because God delays. And through this story, we're going to learn Three opportunities when God delays. You see, church, God's delays can lead to God-sized opportunities. I don't want you to miss this. God's delays can lead to God-sized opportunities. And I want to talk about those opportunities today, three opportunities when God delays. Number one is this. God's delay is an opportunity for Jesus to get glory. It's an opportunity for Jesus to get glory. Let's look at the story there in John chapter 11, picking up in verse number three. It says, so the sisters, this is Mary and Martha, sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love, talking about their brother Lazarus, the one you love is sick. I want you to notice that Jesus can love you and he does love you, but just because he does love you doesn't mean he won't delay. It doesn't mean he won't say not now. Verse 4, when he heard this, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory. Check this out. It's for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister, And Lazarus, notice the Bible points it out again. He loves Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. That'll mess with you, won't it? He loves them and stays where he was two more days. If my wife, Tiffany, who I I deeply love, she calls me and says, Herbert, one of our four kids is sick. I've never seen them this sick before, and I love my kids. I deeply love my kids. And she says, Herbert, you got to get home. One of, our, one of our kids is almost to death. He, he is so sick. They are so sick, and if I wait two more days to go home, how many know it's on like Donkey Kong? How many know that, huh? It's, it's not good. Jesus waits two more days. Jesus loved Lazarus. He hears that Lazarus is extremely sick, and he delays and stays where he is for two more days. Jesus said, not now. And the Bible says in John chapter 11, verse number 14, so then he, Jesus, told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Jesus delays Jesus says, not now, and lets Lazarus die. And Jesus made a shocking statement that will mess up some of your theology. I read it to you just a few moments ago. Jesus said, I let him die so that I could be glorified. Wow. Wow. You see, God will sometimes allow things to die in your life so that Jesus can be glorified. Sometimes He'll let the friendship die, or the job die, or the connection die, or the relationship die, or the career to die, so that Jesus can get the glory. You see, God will let something die in your life so that He can step in and perform a miracle and resurrect it. Because I can I can I tell you this: whenever something is dead in your life. You know it's dead. I'm talking about dead, dead. And God steps in and performs a miracle and raises the dead in your life. Only God can get the glory for doing the impossible and raising something dead that's in your life. God wants to get the glory. Let me remind you that our lives are all about bringing God glory. You see, sometimes we think God is here for us, but I want to remind you that we are here for God. You see, our lives are all about God. Our lives are all about bringing Him glory. God wants to work in us and through us, not for us, but for Him and for His sake and for His kingdom and for His glory. The psalmist said it best in Psalms 115 in verse 1. He says, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. And God, if you have to delay to get glory, if you have to say not now to get glory, to your name be the glory. Romans chapter 11, verse 36 says, For everything comes from Him, from God, and exists by His power and is attended for His glory. Notice, all glory to Him forever. Amen. You have to understand that God may be telling you not now. He may be delaying your breakthrough so that He can perform a resurrection, so that He can perform a miracle and get all of the glory, because you exist to bring him glory. I want you to see a second opportunity because God's delays can lead to God-sized opportunities. Number, Number two is this. God's delay is an opportunity to build our faith, to build our faith. There are times God will say, not now, So that he can grow our faith. People's Church, Midwest City, those joining us online, it is God's will that our faith grows. Perhaps you're here and you have not given your life to Christ. God's will, he desires, his will is for you to cross the line of faith and to give your life to Jesus and begin to grow in your faith walk with him. Perhaps you have You're a new Christian, you're new to the faith, God's will for you is to grow. your faith, not to stay where you are, but to grow. Perhaps you've been serving the Lord for years. God's will for you is to grow in your faith. God wants you to grow spiritually. He wants you constantly growing and developing in your faith. Colossians talks about this in Colossians 2 and verse 7. It says, let your roots grow down into him, not into you, not into a friend, not into your career, but into him, and let your lives be built on him. Him. Not, on, not, not on something that's in popular in culture, not on some monetary uh, uh, achievement or, 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 or something that, that it makes you feel powerful or influential. No, no, no. Let your lives be built on Him, Jesus. Then, notice this, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. God's will is that your faith would grow strong. And in our story today that we're studying, I want you to see how God's delay built up people's faith. You see, God's delay built up the disciples' faith. Notice this in John chapter 11 and verse 14. It says, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I am glad I was not there. How many know Jesus sounds mean right there, huh? (laughs) Lazarus is dead, guys, and I'm glad I wasn't there. But he says, let me tell you why. So that you may believe. Fellas, this is about your faith. That you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with Him. Friends, God wants us to grow to a place where we believe Him and we act on His Word. God wants us to hear His Word. God wants us to believe His Word. And then God wants us to act upon His Word. He wants us to trust Him and to obey Him. He wants us to believe Him and to follow Him. It reminds me of the old hymn that said, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. But a lot of Christ followers, a lot of Christians are like Thomas. The Bible calls him Doubting Thomas. And Thomas didn't believe in Jesus and his words. Yet he followed Jesus. Thomas was at the fish fries. <laughs> he was with Jesus when Jesus was making bread out of five loaves and fed 5,000 people with just five loaves of bread. He multiplied it. Jesus Thomas was there when Saw saw Peter walk on water by the power of Christ. Thomas hung around Jesus. He was in the church services. And yet when trouble arose, Thomas did not believe in Jesus. Matter of fact, the Bible says something very humorous. The Bible says that Thomas said this to the disciples. He didn't say it to Jesus. Jesus said, come on, let's go. We're going to raise Lazarus from the dead. And Thomas goes and says, hey, boys, Jesus Christ. Because, because, you see, Thomas realized, because Jesus had told them, if you go down this road with me to Lazarus, on this journey, there are people who are after me. They want to kill me. They want to destroy me. And we're going now to Lazarus, and we're going on a dangerous journey. And Jesus said, the reason we're going on this journey is not to die, but to raise Lazarus from the dead. But Thomas, he didn't believe Jesus, so he said, no, we're going to follow him, and we're going to die. Are you a person who hangs around church, who hangs around Jesus, and yet you don't believe him? You don't believe his word. When trouble comes, you don't believe him. And perhaps God says, not now. Perhaps God delays because he's trying to build your faith. And they get you to believe in him and trust him and follow him and obey his word. I want you to notice that God's delay built up Martha's faith. It says in John chapter 11 and verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Martha says, hey, hey! I know he's going to rise again when, when you come back for your church and you wrap everything up at the second coming and, 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 and people are going to either spend eternity in heaven or in hell in God's presence or away from God's presence. I, I, I realize at the last day he's going to rise again. Jesus said in verse 25 to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes, because Martha, this is about your faith. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And Jesus poses a question to her. Do you believe this? That's the question Jesus asked all of us. Do you believe? People's Church, do you believe? Midwest City, do you believe? Joe's joining us online. Do you believe? Believe? I'm not asking, do you believe when everything is going good? Do you believe when trouble is breaking out on every side? Come on, do you believe even when your dream seems dead? Do you believe when your marriage seems dead? Do you believe when your finances seem dead? Do you believe when your health seems dead? Do you believe when your career seems dead? Do you believe when your relationships seem dead? Do you believe? And Martha responded in verse 27, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Martha says, I believe my brother is dead, but I believe in your resurrection power. My dream is dead, but I believe that you have the power to do what you said you would do. I believe, and Martha's faith grew. Because Jesus said, not now, and perhaps God is trying to grow your faith through a not now season. You may not like it, but I know this, it serves a purpose, and God's will is for your faith to grow. I want you to notice, I want you to notice that God's delay built up the crowd's faith. In John 11 and verse 41, it says, So they took away the stone because Jesus commanded them to. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, because a crowd had gathered. They had run to, from, ran from Mary and Martha's house, and a large crowd had gathered around to, 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 because Jesus was at the tomb. And he says, that for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe, this is about people's faith, that they may believe that you sent me, and God said not now, and he allowed Lazarus to die because he wanted to build people's faith, and sometimes God will tell us not now. Sometimes God will delay the family breakthrough. He'll delay the career breakthrough. He'll delay the financial breakthrough. He'll delay the relationship breakthrough. He'll delay the health breakthrough because he wants to build our faith and other people's faith. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians in chapter 1 and verse 3, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love you had, all of you have for one another is increasing. God's will is for our faith to grow more and more, and so sometimes God says, not now. Number three is this. A third opportunity I want us to explore today from God's word is this. God's delay is an opportunity for God to display his power. Notice in John 11 and verse 17. It says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Come on, both campuses. Come on, everyone, shout with me. Four days. Oh, come on, that wasn't everybody. Everybody shout, four days. I want you to catch that. Notice in... Several verses later in John 11, verse 39, it says, take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Come on, everybody shout, four days. Four days. There are two reasons why Martha points out four days. Number one was because it was going to be a little funky. <laughs> I'm from Ewoka, amen. Some of y'all say musty, but... Uh, we have a little different vernacular in Wewoka. But, but secondly, and most importantly, the Jews in the first century believed that the spirit of a person hung around, a, a, a hung around their body for at least three days. And they believed... For three days, the spirit hung around. And 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 if a resurrection was going to happen, if somebody was going to be resurrected from the dead, it had to happen within a three-day window. After three days, it was impossible. It was too late after three days. And Jesus, we understand that you raised people from the dead. We understand in Mark chapter 5 that Jairus' Jairus's daughter, we understand that she died and you raised her from the dead, but she was only a dead for a few moments or a few minutes and you raised her from the dead. And so this is different, Jesus. We understand in Luke chapter 7, and we know all about you raising that widow's son from the dead. And he was dead, dead. And the funeral procession was happening and you raised that boy from the dead. You stopped the funeral procession. But Jesus, you know, we know about Jewish customs and in Jewish customs that in, in those days, you see, the Jewish people buried the, 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 their loved ones, the people who died quickly. Oftentimes it was within the very first day they Died, they would have the funeral service and bury them. So, Jesus, this man, this boy that you raised from the dead, has been dead less than 24 hours. And this situation with Lazarus is different, he's been dead for four days. Jesus, you're too late. But Jesus loves to display his power when people think it's too late. Just ask Abraham and Sarah when Abraham was almost 100 years old and Sarah's womb was barren. She had never given birth to a child. And in their old age, after hearing a promise 25 years earlier, they finally had a promised child because God will show up when everybody else says, it's too late. I think about Moses as he leads God's people out of Egypt, and they were in bondage for 400 years. He brings them out of Egypt, and as they get out of Egypt, they show up at a Red Sea. And the Bible doesn't say God parts the sea. Oh, no, God holds on. And God waits for the Egyptian army to gather gather and start chasing them. And God waits for the Egyptian army to get close. Everybody says it's too late. There's a Red Sea before us. There's an Egyptian army behind us. But God will wait till everybody thinks it's too late. And then he'll display his power and part the Red Sea. I think about the walls of Jericho and the children of Israel who have been in bondage for 400 years. They come out of Egypt. Egyptian poverty and slavery and they're in the desert and they're roaming around for 40 plus years and the Bible says come on everybody thinks it's too late we've been out of the Egypt for 40 years God's never going to bring us into this promised land and then God gives a crazy command God says march around the walls for seven days on the seventh day march around seven times and then I want you to shout everybody says it's too late but come on it's not too late for God to make the walls fall in your life And God says to Mary and to Martha and to the crowd, I know your Jewish custom, it's been four days, roll away the stone. And then Jesus commanded, Lazarus, come forth. And God displayed His power when everybody thought it was too late, and a man was raised from the dead. I know for some of you, it's been four days, and you think, it's too late for my marriage. It's too late for my career. It's too late for my education endeavors. It's too late for my financial breakthrough. It's too late for my relationship. It's too late for my health. My health is fading away. Come on, there's a mama right now that says, it's too late for my child. There's a grandma right now that says, my child is too far away. My grandbaby is never coming back home, but I I want you to know that God loves to display his power when everybody says, it's too late and God will wait. Come on, you know the old saying. God will wait. And he's not always according to your time, but he is always on time.